Welcome to another episode of Fortinet Live. My name is Jonas. I'm from Fortinet's research department, FortiGuard Labs. And joining me today is Rene Tarrant, Deputy CISO, VP Information Security at Fortinet. Welcome, Rene. Thank you, Jonas. Glad to be here today. Happy to be here too with you because today we have an exciting topic. It's the Security Month again, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And today we talk about strong passwords, about best practices, cyber hygiene, because passwords are very often related to initial access problems, which we see in cybersecurity. Rene, as you know, bad actors love to exploit vulnerabilities and find weak passwords, which are on top of the list. According to multiple data breaches, especially the Verizon data breach in 2022, Stolen credentials leap up to 50% of cyber attacks last year. Can you share a little bit certain ways how hackers are accumulating these kind of passwords? Absolutely. I mean, one of the primary ways we see a lot of the adversaries using one of their techniques um, is social engineering, um, especially like phishing attacks. Um, so sending those fake emails to, you know, to victims, you know, trying to play off on either their emotions or urgency. And essentially what they're doing is they put what we call credential harvesters in the email. And so they try and trick users into providing those usernames and passwords by, you know, telling them it's their bank and they need to log in and, you know, change their password or there's something they need to view on their account or similar with their email uh, passwords. Um, they'll get an email notification and saying that, hey, you know, you, you need to log into your account right away. Um, and so they leverage those types of techniques to, you know, try and fool um, unsuspecting victims into, you know, providing that information. And so we also see, you know, doing it through text messages, um, also by sending them, you know, emails that contain malicious links, um, or also set, setting up fake websites. So if you think you may be going to, you know, a specific, you know, um, store or, or, you know, bank or some type of merchant, and it's actually a fake website, and it fools you into putting in those, your, your real credentials when it's a, a, a fake website. Um, other techniques we've seen them using is things like using traffic inter interception, where um, the adversary will use things like, um, you know, packet sniffers um, to monitor the network traffic that, you know, contains that password information and, and capturing credentials, especially if it's in, in an un un unencrypted manner. Um, and also doing things like, you know, brute force at dictionary attacks, you know, trying to find common passwords, you know, that are used, you know, words out of the dictionary that make it very easy for the adversary to um, use password cracking tool techniques to essentially guess those passwords. Yeah, um, very. Are there any tactics, you know, coming from FortiGuard Labs, are there, you know, things that you've seen, you know, the adversaries using from either from FortiGuard Labs research or, or your other threat intelligence? Yeah, one thing which adds um, to a similar point which you mentioned at the end, the traffic interception, it's not really traffic interception, but more like keyboard interception. So we see a lot of information stealer, which is nothing else than malicious software being installed on victim's computer and are keylogging every single keystroke. And these kind of malwares are smart enough to understand when someone logs into his email accounts or to his social networks and it's capturing usernames and passwords. So. A lot of these information stealers are actually out there being able to be purchased by as a service packages just for a couple hundred dollars a month and then being distributed to a lot of different computers and intercepting all the traffic, which makes it very easy for attackers then to reuse these kind of combinations for whatever motivations they have. 
Another common attack vector which we see very often is that since a lot of people are using the same username and password combination for a lot of different websites, that some of these websites have been breached in the past. And the main issue which we have here is that people are reusing the same combinations or other websites. So if I have malicious intentions, all I have to do is go to these databases which have been hacked in the past and I can purchase them for another lot of money on underground forums and then reuse the same username and password combination to use their other kind of websites. This is especially critical when I get access to their email accounts because once I have access to the email, usually this email is associated with a lot of different social media accounts and I can reset pretty much any other application's password. So it's a very big entry door to a lot of these applications. Another thing which I would like to highlight is that the implications when we talk about these usernames and passwords is very often that this is just the beginning when we talk about the cyber attack because these combinations are used to gain access to certain environments and very often then lead to ransomware, business email compromise or espionage targeted attacks down the line. So when we hear about attackers um, and they are always trying to be a step one ahead of the curve are constantly finding new ways to compromise user credentials and making it very difficult for us on the defensive side to stay up to date. What are your tips for making stronger passwords for everyone out there? What can we do to make sure this is not a weakness on our side? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to make passwords that you know, are hard to forget, but difficult for others to guess. So you want to avoid things like using particular names, you know, phrases or, you know, in your passwords or specific numbers like birthdays and stuff like that, stuff that someone can easily guess or get from like your social media accounts or something like that. Um, and you also want to make sure that you have a different uh, password for every individual account. Um, so like, you know, I always tell our, our, our employees, you know, make sure you have, you know, a different account for your work accounts versus your, your home accounts. Because again, you know, if for some reason, you know, your, your password, um, username and password is compromised, then that limits the scope where the adversary can compromise because again, you're using different passwords and you should be changing your passwords on, on, on a regular basis as, as well. Um, you know, so some of the suggestions I always tell people because it's so hard to guess, I mean, you know, keep track of your passwords. You know, you can leverage things like password managers. You can do things like uh, single sign-on um, and even doing things like um, having multi-factor authentication. It makes it easier, for, you know, uh, people to um, get those passwords in there, but on the same token, it makes it much harder for, for the adversary. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm a big fan as well of password managers because there's so many websites which we use on a daily basis and it's really hard to remember all these passwords. And if we just need to remember this one key password, which unlocks our vault, which has all the information stored, it can make a really big difference when it comes to cyber attacks. With, with all these grand reminders, especially during the information security month, um, is there any other advice you have for the IT people and the security teams out there on a little bit the broader level when it comes to securing these organizations? Because for at some point there's a big likelihood that someone is able to gain someone's username and password and get access to corporate networks. What would be your advice towards the people who are maintaining these environments overall? Yeah, so I think it's, it's also, it, you know, organizations should be looking at taking one step beyond username and passwords. And like I kind of mentioned before, like doing things like multi-factor authentication, where it leverages not something the user knows, but something that has like a token. 
Um, and again, like you mentioned, you know, things like social single sign-on um, capabilities. Um, but also we can't forget, especially in Cybersecurity Awareness Month, um, the importance of training and education for um, our employees. Um, Fortnet has a training institute where it has training classes and um, network security um, expert certifications that can help build cyber awareness. Um, so anyone from all technical levels um, can take this training and help identify, learn what threats to look for and help prevent vulnerabilities in their environments. Um, because again, you know, as the adversary continue to involve their techniques and tactics, um, we need to keep our workforce abreast of how the adversary is changing these techniques and tactics so that, you know, our employees can be that first line of offense and, you know, have that awareness. And so we really can't forget that things like cybersecurity education and, and training, you know, what should they be looking for when they get these fake emails? Um, you know, not clicking on, you know, links that, you know, or attachments from people they don't know, you know, ensuring that, you know, they are using the strong passwords and, you know, educating our IT staff about importance of going to things like multi-factor, you know, authentication. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a combination of good technology, but also people and processes. And as well, when we talked a lot about now about the people, what can they do specifically? But I also think when we talk about technology, there's a lot of things which we can do on additionally because we need multiple security layers in the end. There's not just one single solution we can, which can solve all the problems. And for me, from a research point of view, I always try to put myself in the position of an attacker. So there are a lot of solutions out there which we can provide where we can actually scan these underground forums for exposed passwords. So we can understand who of our employees actually has weak vulnerabilities, has these usernames and passwords exposed to the underground forums. And then additionally, what else can we do in case someone gets breached and someone has access to this specific individual's um, um, corporate access and then we put additional security layers in place. So. Um, a lot of these informations can be found regarding the solutions on fortinet.com and I recommend everyone to have a look at there. And uh, with, with that being said, Renee, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for being here this today. It's great to be here, Jonas. Thanks. Until next time. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.